Some folks are destined to be dissatisfied, doomed to be doing more than being. Their do is to be, and their to be is to do. Do, do you believe? I didn't say it. I didn't do it. Scooby-dooby-doo. Someday, I'll be a knight. <laughs> a thatcher's son? A knight? You might as well try to change the stars. <laughs> Can it be done, Father? Can a man change the stars? Yes, William. He believes enough a man can do anything. The people! I missed my introduction! But please! Please, I pray you! Hear it now! For I would lay rest the grace in my tongue and speak plain. Days like these are far too rare to cheapen with heavy-handed words. And so, I'm afraid without any ado whatsoever, excuse me, my lord, here he is, one of your own, born a stone's throw from this very stadium and here before you now, the son of John Thatcher. So, uh, and it's time for another unbuckled, bumpy ride with your guide, the stark raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, ampurage.com. A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... Astrologer to the Stars. (laughs) I remember hearing that. When I was younger, I don't know, it may have been like Gene Dixon or someone else from the Inquirer, but the phrase always kind of made me tilt my head, kind of cock-angled, like a perplexed little, you know, puppy, like a confused little baby Scooby-Doo. Astrologer to the stars. Isn't that like redundantly oxymoronic or something? I mean, astrology is about horoscoping your life story now and to come based on your birth date and how the stars aligned for you. So, why do the stars need an astrologer to predict how their own alignment lines up their own future? Hmm? (laughs) Yeah, I know. Probably meant 
astrologer to the movie stars and TV stars and music stars. But you got to admit, a star needing an astrologer either way ain't very good at being a star in the heavens or in Hollywood. But my daughter, Danny, she's delved deeply into this, studied it. So she shared with us all in the family one night what she knew and found interesting about each of us. Then she came to me. Uh-oh. <laughs> Danielle was reading true astrological signs and horoscopes. And, and, and when reading mine, she said, oh, Dad, and she's doing charts and stuff like that. She said, Dad, wow, you are destined to never be happy. And I told her I was happy. And she said, no, I mean, never satisfied. And I said, yeah, I agree. And that makes me happy. See, I've long held the belief that there is a difference between feeling happy and feeling satisfied. Satisfied like, like there's no more hunger left. Yours, my, our appetites are satisfied. I mean, why is it incongruous for a person to be happy while they still hunger for something? So, now, let's look at the movies. I mean, you would actually think I watch just a crap ton of film flicks, as much as I use them as analogies, but, you know, there is a commonality that exists between life imitating art and art imitating life, and then us imitating what we see when art imitates life. So stay with me here. Heath Ledger, lost too young, rest in peace, sir. Using the story of A Knight's Tale, one of his movies, and his character, William Thatcher, who sought to change his stars. It was actually the intro sound effects for today's podcast. See, there was a time and a place way back when, honestly, it's not just way back when, still is, and there still are in places in this world, that we should never really let ourselves or our kids forget that. But there was a time and a place where we had what was known as a caste system. There was no middle class, no upper mobility potential, just a ruling class and impoverished servants, nothing in between. And whether anyone out there listening believes that that's where we're headed again currently, like back then, yeah, could be. But it used to be considered impossible beyond fantasy and fairy tale for someone to change their lot in life and to recast themselves a different way and to a different level of living. It was literally changing their stars, as it were, because such things were supposedly set and predetermined. So to change one's stars was to undo and redo fate itself. No wonder the dreamers in our world so focused on those far-off tiny little twinklers and their celestial secrets. Ain't it funny how we chase stars? We're fascinated by them. And yet we are so frequently self-convinced of their predestined control, the stars' control, over our sunny dispositions. No coincidence, I don't think, if the word and the similarity between the sun, S-U-N, and its impact on our lives, and the sun, S-O-N, of God and his impact on our lives. But we say we want to reach them, those stars. We want to reach the stars. I'm Casey Kasem. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs> that was a flashback, as before old Ryan, what's his name? Okay, so reaching for the stars. If we ever caught one, what would we do with it? Like George Bailey lassoing the moon for his beloved Mary, what would we do with it? 
very famous quote about the moon and the stars. It says, shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you'll land amongst the stars. Okay, but that's where we already are, amongst the stars. Not being a star ourselves, not on a star, having reached a star. No, actually, if you shoot for the moon and if you miss, you may not land, quote, amongst the stars. You may just land or drift in space. And that could scare us, because frankly, we like our stars a whole lot more than we like space. We're not comfortable with space. Back to Hollywood again. Look, successful movie makers and song singers, they understand what sells, and what sells is what people want, and what they like, and what they lust after. Now think about it. Go ahead. Name a movie with the word star in it. Star Wars, Star Trek, Star Man, Star is Born, both of them, all of them. It goes on and on. Now. Name a flick with space in the title. Space Odyssey. Yeah, a little weird. Good, but a little weird. It came from outer space. They came from outer space. Even Space Jam. Notice that the movies about Star are adventurous, motivating, inspiring escapism. Notice that the movies about space, well, they're mostly either very old or warning. <laughs> you know where that came from. Space scares us, but stars inspire us. Stars, we embrace them because stars cast a light into our darkness. So we follow stars, we seek shooting stars, we pick stars, we name stars, we even place our future in trusting the stars. Stars inspire us. But should we let them? Funny how we use the term stars to represent celebrities who've made it successfully in our world. That's been going on for over 200 years, believe it or not. But is that accurate? More so is it intelligent for us to see them as stars. Remembering what stars are in our reality, what they're for, and what we use them for. Stars get our attention, and the brighter the better. Stars light up the darkness from out, way out there, actually in the darkness. Stars, therefore, are used by us mere mortals to navigate our way to get from here to there. They are our point of reference. They give us direction. But in reality, stars are just big, hot balls of gas. And they are uninhabitable for us humans. Uninhabitable. That's right. I finally said it right. <laughs> they get our attention, and they help light our way so we don't get lost. But we can't live there. We, amongst the stars, if we stay mortals, we can't survive amongst the stars. The heavenly, or usually the Hollywood ones as well. Well, I guess in that case, perhaps calling them stars is appropriate and accurate and intelligent. If, if we will just remember that we can't live life there. Let us use their experiences as our wisdom. I learned that phrase from a gifted fitness professional who, well, let's just say we didn't get along. <laughs> we tried, but we didn't. Not for very long, at least. It was two leaders sharing the same dance card, you might say. But I hope I'll always remember having heard him say that. And he was saying it about me. I was, I am the older, more experienced trainer. And I'm not taking a thing from his knowledge or skills. He's good. We just differed in clientele in our person-to-person -person kind of approach. Anyways, he said that he would watch and observe about the missteps and the mistakes that he'd seen me make. And I'm sure, honestly, he was likely more right about me than wrong. Learning from others' lessons is wisdom, too. So I'll say it again. Let's let their experience become our wisdom. 
So let's let the stars, the celebrities, the influencers get our attention without becoming our intention. Seeing and observing, but learning and swerving away from many of their same outcomes. These days, the term star has actually been either replaced or become synonymous with what, well, that other term I just kind of mumbled there, which, if we're being honest, is more accurate. They're called influencers. Yeah, influencers, meaning they influence our behaviors, our tendencies, trends, choices, where we're heading. That's what real stars have been doing all along anyways. Human stars that we pattern our behaviors after and celestial stars that we beat a path to follow by. Maybe in order to change our stars, like Will Thatcher, we must first change our stars, change our choices for whom we allow to be our influencers. Ask yourself, who is your influencer? Who influences you? That's a real question. It's really valuable with answers that are really, really hard for some folks to face up to. So who influences you? How and where do they influence you? And now, most importantly, what do you know? I mean, really know about them and how ethically valuable they are to be influencing you or anyone that you care about who's around you. See, if they pass the shine a light on them test, then pass their names around because our world needs more, better leaders and inspirers. But if they're just paper lions, how can you let go of them so that their influence lets go of you? Need you let go of them and be without influencers at all? Or need you find newer, better influencers? Either, either way, you deserve the answers to these questions. So you deserve to ask yourself, what do I really know about my stars that I pay attention to? But let us keep in mind that if we're going to change our stars, our destiny, our outcomes in this free will world that we now share, we need to recognize and take responsibility for allowing their influence on our choices. We let it happen. And we need to choose what type of influencer we let rent space in our heads and our hearts and in our finances. And then we get to own up to what type of influencer that we will become. Because we will influence others, whether we're trying to or not. Along our way, someone, maybe a whole hell of a lot of someones out there will be watching and learning wisdom from what they see as our experiences the whole time as we chase them down, chasing them stars. And hopefully, we will all the while always be remembering to keep our feet grounded whenever we're reaching for the stars. And now, more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Entry number 54. Be king in your dreams. Make your vow that you will reach the position with untarnished reputation and make no other vow to distract your attention. Andrew Carnegie. And the guide's point of view on this? I know a guy who said wealth in the USA is easy. Work all day, seven days per week, and you may lose your first wife and kids, but Think how much money you'll have for your second family. Yeah, right. But what do you think about this? Using the Live Life Lean system, what have you learned recently that's new? What have you earned that wasn't just given to you? Where are you adding to the world that isn't just about you? 
Now please reflect on all of this, respect it, be grateful for it, and before you navigate somewhere next, please like, subscribe, and share to show you care. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Ampurage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless. And now, go get a little dirty learning something new. Earning what's not given to you. Adding to this crazy world that we share and navigating your way to something new and next.